the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 5 where real talk is our vernacular. He looked like he's he, he he's trying to prepare for the next Vikings of Valhalla uh, miniseries on Netflix. That's what he looks like he's trying to do. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the Northmen part two. And I think that's part of the Brandon Staley culture that he's created is that he's created a culture where they don't have that dog in them. They have the talent on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, you got some defensive dogs, but you got a coach who don't inspire them. And it's too laissez-faire, too laid back for it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be, you know, have his inner chi and his vengeance all good, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like Martin Lawrence and Bad yeah, Boys Two. You don't remember Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys Two when he got he got drugged up and they went to the Chiefs' house and he's like, "Yeah, it's Feng Shui," and he's like, "Yeah, Vengeois." <laughs> uh, I think it's great that he does yoga. I wish I could bend over, touch my toes, that I hurt my knee or some shit like that. But so, uh, he could do that because he didn't play real football, Brandon. You did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What are, what are you working on, Jared? Have, have y'all started the show yet? No, no, no. Me and Darius, so me and Darius have been here since basically I got on like six oh what six oh seven six ten. Darius was on at six o'clock. So we on the seven. Time, and we've been waiting for Jared to start the damn show. That's, a, that's how I know I made the right decision. I was like, man, I got these dishes to wash. He's slightly hot. I see. Oh no, he's more than slightly. <laughs> he already told the bathroom. He don't, he, that's why he can't start the show. Yep, know. man, I'll be getting off early, Brandon. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the storm to pass. We'll be playing Call of Duty uh, early today. All right, y'all. Well, uh, y'all ready to start the show? <laughs> no, I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. I don't hang out with a coke-head-ass niggas. Brandon, did you bring the, 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 the norepinin shot or the workout? <laughs> the norepinin. The norepinin. The norepinin. You don't need no goddamn Norcan for no goddamn mushroom. Jim was Norcan. Hey man, man, I, I, man, I ain't an extra edible. I need a Norcan shower. <laughs> if you got here with Norcan after eating, having mushrooms, you're still gonna be high off mushrooms. This thing on the show looking like Uma Thurman. Come on, God, man, this is useless. All right, well, uh, let's get ready to start the show, guys. Baby of Lori Harvey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And oh, our TikTok shout out sponsorship. Got a new post out. There's a clip of Aaron describing what he is most looking forward to in 2023. <laughs> Funny you saying that because that's what the fuck I'm listening to right now. <laughs> And I'm getting more mad listening to this shit. And I'm like, God damn it, man. God damn Peloton. And I actually write the shit, but I'm still mad at it. I'm mad at it when I write it. I'm mad at the screen. I'm like, this hey, can't y'all break the fucking screen. I had to buy a separate thing to hold my iPad so I could watch what the fuck I want to watch on it. And here's the crazy thing. Every time I'm on the Peloton, I get the strange feeling I'm going to have a heart attack. 
And that someone's going to catch me on this motherfucker. I ain't got no way. Because here's the thing. It uses different kind of shoes to click in. It's not easy to click in and out the bitch. Right? And I'm like, dude, if I had a heart attack or something, I can't even get off this bitch. Why did y'all need special shoes for a stationary bike? Exactly. They hey, sold you on a dream, nigga. They like, man, you be like that dude that in that Hennessy commercial that was the first black cyclist. Exactly. You, know what I know, you know what I noticed? You know what I noticed? Just all these years and no Aaron. Aaron be buying white. First of all, white man, let me say that I love you, honor you, envy you, enjoy your smell, and I celebrate you in the name of white Jesus. <laughs> all right, look, I got to hear this. Explain this. You buy everything the commercial tell you to buy. Air show be like, so what kind of package do you have? They're like, we got the gold. Where's the white package? I buy a nigga. See, Pedro will buy cheaply is what he's saying. Like, I want to go to the top of the line. Because the one thing I'm going to tell you about the Peloton, and I will tell you this, other than the fact it costs a lot of fucking money, you know, it is the best exercise bike. It's better than the ones in the gym. It is solidly built. It is quiet. The pieces are unbelievable. It's a solid, real piece of metal on there. It sounds like you've been leaving a white Yelp review. Look, look well, no, we bought it. it we bought an exercise bike in here. It is not a Peloton. It's a Pelican. Exactly. <laughs> Pedro would have some shit that's all plastic that still it's got yellow. a fucking a big ass rusted ass chain on it when you first buy it. <laughs> right, and it will come with a little bit of oil that's in a fucking like plastic package. You got to rip open with your mouth. It's like, oh, just oil up the chain before you. You start got clipper it. oil for your. I got, I got exactly. Better news. <laughs> I got better. I got better news for you. It ain't even got a chain. <laughs> what you got, nigga? A huffy on two two by fours? I got a mountain hey, bike. It's got thirteen hey. speeds. So you got your exercise bike for finger hut or some shit like that. Uh, knowing if you bought it, probably Target. No, it wasn't that Target. That new bike company called Walmart. <laughs> no, I bought it at Walmart, but it's it's a different <laughs> bike. God damn. Aaron do be researching the full upscale Anglo uh, package though on things. I do, and I take my time, man. Like my vacuum cleaner, I got an expensive ass vacuum cleaner. Here's the crazy shit: I moved into this apartment, ain't got no fucking carpet. You can't even hold on to Harlem. Ain't got no. Is the expensive carpet. ass vacuum cleaner got a hose attachment at least? Man, they got there. It's an expensive ass vacuum cleaner. Only thing I use it for is when I drop when I broke the pitcher with glass on it to suck up the glass. Because you know, in your place, you could just literally go down to like Home Depot and get you a dry vac and be fine. <laughs> no, I research, man. I don't like buying cheap shit. That's the that's the thing with me. I don't like buying cheap shit. I hey, man, I researched to too, and I bought that three thousand dollar TV, and that shit left me in the in the dust. I ain't never done no stupid shit like that now. Well, a three thousand dollar TV, and it I know you researched for twelve years to get the TV you got now. <laughs> that's true. Remember, I was looking for a new TV. I research, and I but I don't buy. I don't like cheap shit. I don't. I like the fact I waited for TVs to get less. Aaron, Aaron turned it into an Asian auntie when it comes to buying a TV, though. <laughs> no man can resist low interest loans and non fat lattes forever. And white women. So wait, let me get this straight. Whenever a black guy does well. Starts wearing Dockers, buys a few Celine Dion records, and sleeps with a white chick. You automatically say he's sold out? That's enough, Lance. <laughs> Always trying to shut the white man down. It never broke. I was like, I'm oh, I'll upgrade my TV when this one breaks. 12 fucking years, that TV never broke, dude. I bought a 60-inch TV with the, with the motor in it. Play my John oh. Madden. No, I had a motor in it. <laughs> with a motor. <laughs> That's how they sold you, man. They got a heavy Pedro, 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 there's a problem when you buy your TV at oh oh 
O'Reilly. Don't pay your had a hippie in it and he bought it. Dude, that's <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Exactly. I, I want to say, Aaron, Aaron, it sounds like you make a lot of Anglo purchasing decisions. From the sound of it, Pedro, you make a lot of coon purchases decisions. I mean, Pedro saying this about me. This is the same motherfucker that had me driving to the Dollar Tree on Shattuck. The most ghetto Dollar Tree ever. To get right? Outside of Cincinnati. The most ghetto Dollar Tree on Shattuck and Berkeley. So he could get some one dollar headphones, okay, <laughs> or a smartphone. Pedro go go to Ricky Bobby Electronics. <laughs> That's where he gets I lost my good headphone on the train somewhere. Did they have motors in them? <laughs> what that got to do with you buying one dollar headphones after that? No, I just wanted to listen. To, I got I had another set of headphones at home. Is there a pull crank on your headphones? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> asking for an ear infection <laughs> Pedro's noise cancellation you gotta start the noise cancellation like a lawnmower like hey man it has white noises sent through but you gotta crank it <laughs> and we are here with you edit this is AG3 <laughs> obviously coming faster than Jared starting his damn show because I've been sitting here now for <laughs> an hour before he started this show wow Jared it's playoff Jared in full effect right now man playoff Jared <laughs> Here's your soundbite, Aaron. The chief executive has got to be bold within reason and daring in application. <laughs> I recognize very few people watching this will become president, but I think you'll find lessons in leadership that will apply to your life. As president, sometimes I had information that the American people didn't know, and therefore I had to make decisions what was best for the country on knowledge that wasn't evident. That's just the nature of leadership. One of the things I missed after the presidency was this daily learning. And thankfully, painting came into my life. It's a learning experience because with every paint stroke, you learn something new. All right, I'm going to do another flower. It's important <laughs> to have a set of priorities that guide you. And your team, your company, your managers have got to understand those priorities. To me, the most important priorities were my faith in my family and my friends. When I was speaking to audiences, I didn't want them to think I was smarter than they were. One of the keys to communication is to figure out how to <laughs> enable the person you're talking to to relax. You know, I had I was a master at the Malaprop. Misunderestimate. The press corps reaction was, did the guy really just say that? I ain't got no problem, my boy, Joe Dell. Yeah, man. Sure. I didn't vote for him, but I ain't got no problem with George brought w. up on war crimes. I, I ain't got a problem with George W. Dude. Hey, Michelle Obama said he's a great man, and like they're like they talk almost every night. So that tells me he's they a don't good talk person. almost every night, nigga. <laughs> Look it up. Look up Michelle Obama, George W. They, they got like they, a really close cool. friendship. They she cool. also got frozen femurs in the freezer, Aaron. So Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> My head, man. I, ain't, I ain't saying nothing bad about my boy George. W. You know, yeah. for everything that you thought you thought you were at the bottom with George W. You realize at least he was a good person, right? And then we get Trump and we get this awfulness. Yeah, man, miss that dude, man. I wish he was the governor somewhere. I was going to vote for his brother. Am I honestly was. What? In the oh, Jesus Christ! Can I get off of this? <laughs> One nigga said I loved him. The other said I missed him. No, I said I ain't got no problem. No. I didn't say I loved him. I said I ain't got no problem. I gotta go, man. This is crazy. Trey McCarthy, Trey Paul Ryan. I exactly. Trade, uh... There's a lot of people that's worse than that man right there. A lot of people. We go down the line. 
and they were telling him what to say. Uh, how about his present? <laughs> yeah, how about Dick Cheney? That dude is Satan himself. Yeah, Dick and Cheney was doing that ram. That was the problem. Was Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld? So y'all was in Iraq together? Yeah, we was in Iraq. What did you do? We was looking for weapons of mass destruction. Did you ever find them? You know goddamn well we ain't find them. But I always say the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Yeah, and 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 don't forget about that that beautiful coon ass white woman, uh, Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice, yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Sounds like a Mexican dish. Maybe we should put her on a plate and send her to Mexico so the Mexicans lead her. Wow. <laughs> I love Condoleezza Rice. Oh, well, shout out to uh, George W. Bush, who has a master class. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to be a leader. Let people behind you tell you what to say and do. <laughs> and then commit wow. war crimes. And 15 years later, get your own master class. And we are here with. I don't forgot who it's on. I guess it's me. I guess uh, we're coming at you. This is Captain Pete Funk, everybody's favorite truck driver. And I'm coming at you higher than Jared right now. <laughs> yeah, you got you got 40 minutes with me, by the way. Because your nigga, your nigga ass is high. All right, we about to have some spiritual milk. To the left. Take a step of faith. Pray once this time. On the devil, let's stun. On temptation, let's stun. Bible slide real smooth. Now praise the child. I'm glad he was sleeping. Oh, that was dope. That was dope. And I'm glad the white dude was leading the Thank you. Jesus. That was fire, Praise Jesus. Praise white beautiful man, Jesus. <laughs> and we are here with Oh man, uh, this is Darius, aka Smoking Out. Oh, Jared's alter ego, because Jared is not available right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm only smoking out with the person who is a Jared representative. All right, here's your sound by Darius. That's right. That's right. You will crumble. <laughs> Shout out to Tory Lane's daddy. He called everybody out. He called everybody out. Y'all see that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tory Lay's daddy. He had he had one of the hottest takes of uh, 2022 with this. Top five hot take of 2022. I just stood here in this Los Angeles County and witnessed the worst miscarriage of justice yes. that this world has ever seen. Yes. You want to know how I feel? I'll tell you exactly how I feel. Negro, please. Yeah, how you gonna say I'm in LA County and this is the worst miscarriage session? The same place where the Rodney King officers got <laughs> off, the same place where OJ was declared innocent. Right? He's talking about this is the worst. The same place where Biggie died and still no one's been caught. No one's been, yeah. You ain't even in the top 10. You ain't even in the top 100. That nigga look like Jerry Shroom Dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with. Oh, hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, a.k.a. Taco Pablo, getting ready to send a well visit, uh, do a well check on Jarrett. Um, I just want to make sure we're recording this. That's the number one thing. So probably wasted an hour of, of Aaron and Darius's time. Let's not waste everyone else's time by also not recording this. Why? Remember that shit what happened before we were on Zoom? That shit happened every month in a while. Jared would start cursing and get all pissed. Damn it, didn't record none of it. <laughs> like, you don't want the computer in front of you in the controls. 
And uh, here's your soundbite, Brandon. Oh damn, this is supposed to be Pedro's, but the but the Jesus thing worked really well. But this is this is also Pedro's. Oops. I guess it ain't yours, Brandon. Pedro sounded like he needed a little Jesus in his life, so I gave him that one. But this was originally gonna be Pedro's because of his uh Call of Duty handle. Y'all wanna play Call of Duty with Pedro? Look out for uh for the handle that sounds like this. Uh, we didn't we can't see or hear anything, Jared. Oh, I thought I shared the screen. I'm sorry. That's me being this motherfucker, dude. All the time we're sitting here. I I hate everything about this episode. All right, here we go. Here's the sound bite. What's your type? You like black, white? I like white girls more better. Okay. Especially the thick time. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Snow bunny. In other words, pod. Pod. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that bit again. Say it one more time, but say it slow. Pog. P A W G. Fat ass white girls. You like, bro? Yeah. I like fat ass white girls. The thick time. Ooh, the yeah. types. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I like how that. How one of the comments said he time traveled from 1960 looking for a bag in the future because it was illegal back then. Yeah. That is hilarious. That comment is hilarious. <laughs> Dude is dressed like he. Like he looking like he he couldn't afford the full Dragonfly Jones look of the nineteen sixty. Nah, man, he looked like he uh, he worked at the Walmart in like Lexington, Kansas, or some shit like that. That's kind of close, you That's hilarious. Brandon, he looked like he went he went to a barbershop in nineteen sixty two, Montgomery, Alabama, and they only had two pictures up. It was cut down real low, and the number two was the Dred Scott. And he got the Dred Scott cut. He's uh, Denzel's assistant coach in uh, oh my God. the Titans. That's my mother. That's your mama? Mm-hmm. Very nice, that way. Take a good look at her. Because once you get on that bus, you ain't got no mama no more. You got your brothers on the team. And you got your daddy. Now, you know who your daddy is, don't you? Gary, if you want to play on this football team, you answer me when I ask you, who is your daddy? Who's your dad again? He looked like one of the kids that remember the Titans. <laughs> His hair looked like Wolverines in the cartoon version of X-Men. Come on. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> he looked like one of the Nigerian uh, like, spinoffs of uh, X-Men. Nigerian spinoffs. Well, if you want to know Pedro's a handle, it's I Love White Women. So if you want to find him on... Call of Duty, get his t- Twitch stream. <laughs> Man, that dude looks so, he looked like he's straight out the 60s, back when they, they thought Mexican women were like white women. The only time I actually want you to finish that soundbite, it's actually just as funny. You want me to keep going? What's your name again, bro, before we go, bro? Because we got to go, man. I ain't going to lie yeah, to yeah, you. We ain't going to hold you up, bro. Remember my name, Joshua Henderson. We're going to Never forget that. May uh-huh. my name be the last thing you ever hear. Uh-huh. Yeah. That'll work, bro. All right, bro. All right, you take All it right. easy now, bro. <laughs> hey, good luck to you. Don't forget about it, ever. Oh, nah. I know a villain when I see one. This nigga pronounced the dash at Walmart. Walmart! Get the fuck out of here, bro. This nigga ain't even real. <laughs> I work at Walmart. He's he still pronouncing the dash at Walmart, dude. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let my name be the last. All right, I like how we, I like how we making fun of people with special needs. Yeah, I feel like he on the spectrum too. I felt like he was very. Oh, hey man, he's the, the he's the black Andrew Tate man. He has like <laughs> tell these bitches watch out for me. He actually looked like Cuba Good Jr. on um, radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Damn, Pedro. Damn, Pedro.
Jared, man, what the fuck, man? You, man, I need you to go. I need you to go a week off of social media, dude. Darius, send this to the group. <laughs> and my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. People took to the streets to celebrate the return of their king. Oh shit, my nigga MLK! <laughs> Hey, what's up, folks? Hey, that guy of dream shit was off the chain, nigga. Happy MLK Day weekend, y'all. <laughs> uh, it is MLK Day weekend. Some big NFL news, but it's MLK weekend. So just want to sh- give a shout out to Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, sweet, I met Dr. Martin Luther King once. And you lying. You ain't never met Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, I met Dr. Martin Luther King in 1962 in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm walking down the street, minding my own business, just walking off, feeling good. I walk around the corner, man woke up, hit me in my chest, right? I fall on the ground, right? And I look up at Dr. Martin Luther King, I say, Dr. King! He said, oops, I thought you were somebody else. Oh, man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther King. And to all our beautiful white listeners out there, how did you spend your weekend? Did you spend it as a weekend of service, or did you go to the mountain and hit them slopes? You let me know. Uh, Tap in with us. Um, How did you guys spend the weekend? Hold on, I know you're not trying to talk down on our beautiful white listeners right now for going skiing on the MLK weekend. You know, well, got, you're not even going to remember I'm, MLK weekend. I'm glad you, you said that. Sure. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Brandon, because he has something against white people going skiing on Martin Luther King weekend. When this motherfucker missed work, he missed several days of work because his ass took his ass skiing and got snowed in. Did I do it on MLK <laughs> weekend, though? It don't matter what day it is, you still miss work. <laughs> At least the MLK day, they got the day off. Uh, unless you live in North Carolina, because everything's open tomorrow. <laughs> Tory Lane's father went from being angry at the world to forgiving Meg the Stallion because of the lessons he learned from MLK. Okay. I'm really worried about the direction of the show. Yeah. I'm really worried about the direction of this motherfucking hair, Tory Lane's dad. Exactly. This nigga got a uh, penciled in. He got the shack. He got the shack bent bat- the way way the hairline. <laughs> Look like he used the number two pencil or four H. Look like he used a four H on that one. He like Catino Moby fucked Dexter. That's what he looked like. Come on, Dexter's <laughs> laboratory. He had this to say: Our family have long decided that we are not going to hold any animosity against Megan Pete, aka Meg the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. We forgave that girl long time ago, long time ago, because again, we know that the principle of forgiveness is important in order to cleanse one's heart, to cleanse one's soul and to not be, you know, bound up with hatred and, you know, hatred, trust me, resentment, bitterness, those things can actually cause diseases of the bones. (laughs) Can we start with this? Can we start with this? T-H-E-E is pronounced the... I just had to say that as a public service announcement moving forward. I'm getting tired of rappers <laughs> fucking up English. Your job is to rap with lyrics and words. Stop fucking up English, man. It's Megan the Stallion. That's how you spell it. You want it to be the Stallion? Then just put one E in the shit. I mean, I'll let you go off, even though all stallions are males too, horses, but I'll let you get away with being ignorant with that. But don't be ignorant with the versus the. Well, Megan the Stallion has been forgiven. I don't know if it was uh, because of MLK, but the father came out. Uh, Tory Lane's daddy came out this uh, this weekend or on Friday, whatever it was, and uh, announced that they had forgiven her long ago. But they are going to still go after the system that is trying to oppress black men uh, the way they are oppressing his son. So uh, what do you guys think about that? 
I really don't fucking care, but I need Darius to talk about this because I don't care. Uh, Darius, please come back. I need Brandon, you go. I need Darius, Pedro, somebody come back to the screen and talk. I know. I know very little about this and care, care less. So, all right. Say. Well, uh, justice Shout for Tory Lanez. We'll leave it at that. Did you have to like Tory Lanez or Mia? Uh, he's being oppressed by the man for, for potentially or actually for being convicted of shooting a gun in public. That's, a, that's a unfortunate. I mean, that is a law, right? I mean, <laughs> he's being oppressed to not be allowed to shoot his and gun. He hit, and he hit somebody, right? I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> if he did it out here, we got away with it. We acted like it was a magic bullet. Like, I know, man, he was aiming at the ground and it ricocheted about 10 things and then hit, hit JFK and went through him and then back to make the stallion. Exactly. Make the stallion got hit with that bullet that was still traveling from the JFK from 1967. No, no, what, what had happened was Magneto was trying to attack him and Tory Lanez tried to shoot him and Magneto <laughs> ricocheted the bullet. He was trying to save him because JFK was a mutant. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you see that man is trying to be on television. He was showing out when he, he came up there to the courthouse, the young broad. I shouldn't know Tory Lanez's dad. <laughs> that's the best way I put it. Yeah, that's the best way I can put it. I should be confusing that man for Catino Mobley yeah. on the street. That's it. Is that Catino Mobley's little little brother? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in news this week, Iggy Azalea has an oh, OnlyFans. Here we go. God <laughs> damn. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you only want to do this podcast this week <laughs> just for Iggy Azalea. I, I'm almost sure of it. God damn it. <laughs> AG3, what do you think about that? You know how I feel about it. We discussed this yesterday, man. I'm not happy about it. This is taken away. And I already explained. I don't want to explain it. I don't want to explain my reasons to the world. I explained it to you already. God damn you, Jerry. Shout out to Iggy, man. Just keep those checks coming in. It's a very crucial time for her because she made her money with the music. Thought it was going to last forever. <laughs> and she's like, I keep putting out records and nobody's listening to this shit. <laughs> so now she has to figure out how am I actually going to make a living with out having to get, out, get a job at Trader Joe's. She needs to start so. doing commercial music. That's what she needs to do. Just do commercial music that they you can use in commercial. To do commercial music. What you mean? She got tire marks, tire marks. Exactly. Finish line with fire marks. When the relay starts to run away train. Master, she know the pants got to be like a pet director. Bench her deal like, don't like that. She fast and motorbike faster. And you got to get a bitch past the rapture. White bitch go back and blow like a wind. Pass your rooftop in the wind. When I win, when I win, I win, no win. I win a leg up like she got hoes on call. Got hoes on call to come through, take a protocol. Just damage it, that's my protocol. This many Australians on slots and no camera. I don't care who you are. So. Now she's about to fuck up the OnlyFans games for the people that like getting the shit for free, like me. I like booty. Uh, all the people, that we, we're in a good place in OnlyFans. Leave OnlyFans for the P-Stars and the amateur P-Stars. I'm tired of celebrities taking over OnlyFans because they don't put shit on there. It'd be them with a hair covering over everything or stickers or something stupid like that. And then the people who are willing to spend money on this and then put it on the free sites, they lose focus. And they're like, oh, I got to go ahead and spend 
three times the amount I normally spend on a regular P-Star, amateur P-Star, and spend all this money on Iggy Zella to get nothing. And then my free sites, I start lacking them. I want winners. Stay away. Her, Carmen Electra, <laughs> old ass and plastic ass and face done a million times in these Richards. I want people that want to win. Stay off of OnlyFans. Let let people have it. You got you had your revenue streams. Stick to those. <laughs> and when your 15 minutes is up, it's up, dude. It's up. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Uh, breaking news. The offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens is trying to lose the game. <laughs> I don't know, man. He went for I a never saw a shot on the one yard line. Football. That was a 99 mm. yard fumble return. Todd Huntley needs to realize, nigga, you at the two and a half yard line. You is not 70. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, know, you know what I thought? You know what I thought? I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe he scored. Then they showed a clear. No, run. he wasn't even close. A yard short. He got blocked. I've never seen a block hand in a pro football. I've never seen that. ball off. Hand the ball off to your big running backs and make Jared. them stop you three, four times in a row. Stop all Jared. the bullshit. Wait, was that first it, down? It, it, Jared, that it is the highest third. percentage play is a quarterback stick on fourth and two and one. Like, that is no, the highest. It was, third, it was third down. They they missed the pass on the first play. Yeah, no, it's third down. It's third down. That like, was a bad call. Days, no, just don't hand. That wasn't he a bad call. He was at the two. He's your quarterback. He has a shoulder injury. And he's, he's short. He's not tall. Every game this oh, every, every game the players have so far has had it's, a quarterback. Just, I, know that, I know that. I know that. Yeah, but I Daniel Jones is six three, Brandon, with a long ass wingspan. Trevor Lawrence. They both football players, man. Trevor Lawrence no. is six five with a long ass wingspan. And those this are your number five, one ten. quarterbacks. This is your backup quarterback. Hand he's on the field. Running back. He's five ten, Brandon. My argument is he's five ten, Brandon. He's five ten. He's not tall enough. He to is your ball. backup. Also, he's not your starter. He could you, barely jump above the offensive line. Those was, other guys are reaching over like, the offensive line. It's the same thing. Like when Miami motherfucking decided, "Hey, man, it's third and 19. You know what? Let's chuck up a fucking throw down the sideline. And let him get picked off in our own at our 30 yard line, and that turned the whole game around. That okay? did. That did. <laughs> it's, it's, nobody goes out there trying the to throw in throw an interception though. It's a good player. Generally, it's a safe play call. That's not the kind of yeah, plays you yeah. make, get turnovers Brandon, on. Brandon, when you're it's at a good the play, so one not... yard line, I get that. They were at the two and a half. They were past the two yard line. It wasn't one of those where, oh, we just need to fall forward. That's why he tried to reach his inches. arms out. And he still came up a yard short, Brandon. No, it was more no, than that's bad, No, that's bad decision making. That's just what happens in football. That's yeah, not the play bad call. Bad decision making on the play call. Hand it off to your running backs. Who that's can not pound the play them. They should have made that call. That's why I said the O coordinator is fucking up. I'm saying it's a good it's a good play call. It's a solid play call. It's a safe play call. You try to throw throw an inside slant. Say that on the sideline. Like the Seahawks. I didn't say they should throw an inside slant. I said they need to hand the ball. No, he didn't do that. There's a bunch of shit you could have did. They could have did a a toss to the outside. They could have tried to do a wide receiver screen. There's a bunch of shit you could have did. That is the safest play they could have did. With guys that are strong. Hike the ball to the quarterback and lean for it. That was the play. Safe play. That's not a safe play because obviously it went for 99. It's a fucking record setting play, Brandon. That's not a good call. It'd be one thing if the defensive player made a crazy play, like he jumped over the pile right as the ball was snapped and hit him and caused him to fumble. No, he got stood up. That line got stood up, didn't get the push, and he tried to reach out, and he was still a yard short from where he was. That's a bad play call. I'd rather have a 230-pound running back with lanes to look at and ability to get a running start to jump over the top than a quarterback who has no momentum trying to reach over the top further than the distance of his body. Hey, Jared, can I ask you a question? Tell me about a time in which you were playing football and that actually happened to you. Man, I was playing Madden 05 this one time. 
Here we go. And I said, why would I do a QB sneak when I can hand it off to Julius Jones? And I know he's going to hit that hole. And I know Larry Allen's going to create that hole. Avion Kaysan, I know he's going to hit that hole. What is he talking about? Avion Crockett might hit that hole. Avion Kaysan, he was a backup running back for the Cowboys back in 05. Jesus (laughs) Christ. It is the NFL playoffs, as we know. Right now, we are actually watching Baltimore play Cincinnati. Cincinnati just had a major play to take the lead, and it was a bad call on the offensive coordinator on my part. But uh, Skip Bayless (laughs) came out this week as Baltimore is playing with their backup quarterback and had this to say. Because he knows the notion is out there that this is mostly about contract, much more about contract than knee injury. Yeah, I said, this is a showdown. This is going to come to a big, ugly collision. It is. And they started it because they wouldn't finish a contractual negotiation. Right. So Lamar has quit on them because they quit on him right. first. Do you guys think that Lamar Jackson is not playing because he's actually injured or because he doesn't have the contract and he's protecting himself? No, I would say he's, uh, he said, I'm going to go out here and play. He fucked up his knee and said, you know what? This might not be as good an idea as I thought it was going to be <laughs> coming out here, you know, trying to prove myself. So, I mean, I think I would sit by, I would sit down to I was 100%. Much like Aaron's man Shaq said, yeah, I got hurt on company time. I'm going to get well on company time. So, he's <laughs> going until he does 100%. But I do think he's hurt, man. I don't think that a PCL thing is nothing, nothing to joke about, man. You probably hear about him having surgery at the end of the season or some shit like that. Just trying to clean it up or not. But yeah, man, I wouldn't be out there if they're not if I don't necessarily feel the commitment level from them. Um, especially like when he's already brought him to the playoffs, got the MVP, like they have the whole offense built around him. And it's not like they were they sucked this year. Like they were they, they were winning games. They were they were in first place until he got hurt. Most of it is just the fact he saw people uh, clamor for Deshaun Watson and trying to throw out these big ass numbers for him. He's like, I'm better than that dude. They saw he saw uh, Aaron Rodgers get paid. Better than that, dude. <laughs> he saw Der- he saw Kirk Cousins get paid all that guaranteed money. I'm better than that, dude. Like he's just oh, trying to get his awesome. money. I'm a Brandon. I think he's hurt, but I think he, if he had uh, a guaranteed 250 million dollar contract, he'd probably be playing today. At least dressed and gave it a try. And I don't blame him. Like he won the MVP. He's seen people in his quarterback class now get guaranteed contracts. I'm with Brandon. Like, I wouldn't be playing either. I mean, I believe he's hurt, but I wouldn't be trying it not without my guaranteed contract. Like, what else I got to do? I I won the MVP, took you to playoffs, had the best record before, won a playoff game. What else I have to do? But do you think he owes it to the guys that, you know, have given up another season? Nope. Because he he was averaging two yards a pass. They be kicking him off the goddamn tape. So like exactly. They owe him his money. That's who owe who anybody. The only person that owe anybody is the Bengals owing him his money. That's a bitch move. I'm coming for that ass again until you pay what you owe. I mean the Baltimore Ravens. Whoever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do, I do, um, I do feel as though right now, like Baltimore got caught between a rock and a hard spot. Like they look like they got a really good defense and they have a really good running game. It's built all around him. Um, but it br- it brings me back to like what happened to RG three. Remember when RG three uh, came out and tried to basically play on a p- partially torn knee in the playoffs and then fully tore that shit. It was never the same player. Uh, he never got a second like real like guaranteed big time contract, which he would he would have for sure gotten a 
be one of the top paid quarterbacks in the league. So I, I do agree that, you know, to protect himself and not have something devastating happen to the point where they're going to sign you for even less or nobody's going to want to take a chance on you. Protect yourself, leave out that good film and and uh, allow your play to speak for itself. No, I think this classic uh, contract bargaining, we've seen black black quarterbacks go through this, McNabb went through this. RG3 is a great example, Geno Smith. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea to protect yourself and your health and your wealth, man. Like, I think you got, I got to, I got to call bullshit though. You said Geno Smith? <laughs> Geno Smith got hurt this, what, second year, third year? Yeah, he got yeah, punched by his whole teammate. His teammate. <laughs> For not paying him $25. Hold on, is that why he was hurt? Nah. <laughs> it was, one of his injuries. No, no, nah, nah, hell no. I'm talking about when he had like the hip or the leg injury, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was he also didn't get paid because he didn't play good. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, he was having some shit. He up. was writing back. <laughs> I called Geno Smith Negro Smith. He was doing some nigga shit as a, as a quarterback in the NFL. He was not responsible. Anybody get punched in the face, get his uh, jaw broke, it's not a leader. You got exactly. a fringe dude mad enough to say, I don't care if I'm on this team anymore. Yeah! And that nigga owe me five dollars. <laughs> I will knock this nigga out. And he was cut the next day. But it's like you got somebody that mad. That's that's a sign of uh he needs to go, he needs to go check in with Not George W. Bush. He needs to go to take George W. Bush. Maybe that's what he did this year. He took George W. Bush masterclass. You know, I had I was a master at the Malaprop. Misunderestimate. George W. Bush, teach people how to be a good leader. <laughs> I'm going to do another flower. It sounds like everyone is pro Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not letting down his team. Unfor it's unfortunate. Um, But I heard Desmond Howard and uh, your boy, the other guy from College Game Day, what's his name? Uh, Kirk Herbstreit. Talking shit about him not loving the game as much as, as, as old players did. So in other football news, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. We're up 27 to nothing and promptly blew that shit and lost on a game-winning field goal as time expired. What do you guys think about that? That's what people from San Diego do. Worst fake big city in California, San Diego. <laughs> I know Darius stayed there, so that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, man, that's kind of messed up. Uh, I do like San Diego as a city, but I never liked the Chargers. That's why I'm glad they got their ass out of LA, and now they're even dumber. So they might as well eliminate the team or consolidate them and call them the Los Angeles Charge Rams, the Charger Rams or something. Pedro, what's an electric car that is really bad uh, at charging? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Where does you call them the Los Angeles Dodgers? Because Dodge makes Rams and they make Chargers. Dodge Chargers. Ooh, that's a good get sponsored by Dodge. That's not a bad one. Wait, we should sell that, Darius. You better trademark that and sell it to hey, him. Stop trying to take my ideas and saying weed. I just said <laughs> you need to trademark that. Man, we we smart, man. Man, I'm sorry, Darius. I'm sorry, Darius. Everyone steal everything from you. <laughs> just like your decision making in Call of Duty. <laughs> Anyways, the Chargers were up 27-0 after a five-turnover first half by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were the home team. It looked like it was a game that was being played like on a simulation on Madden, how quiet the stadium was. The Jaguars were playing like dog shit that whole first half, pretty much. The Chargers went up, seemed unstoppable, and in the second half only mustered three points and <clears throat> ended up falling 31-30. to Do you guys think that this was really gritty play by Jacksonville or more so just a major collapse and bad coaching by the Chargers. Both. I blame Joey Bosa. 
<laughs> you have, the longest tenured player seemed to want to get 15 yard penalties more than sacks because he had two of those. Do you see the way that ref got in his face after he yelled at him? Because oh, he says dude, so, he, he probably called him the N word as he walked by. What he did said, you what did say, nigga? Oh, yeah. Look at you. You was popping all that good shit a second ago. <laughs> that was it's MLK so Day weekend. You can't talk to me that way. <laughs> Nigga, he said, you you eat a dick. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Magabosa got mad, had two uh, unsportsmanlike penalties, which ended up playing a pivotal role in the game. He got a penalty after a touchdown where he felt like they were maybe false started and he made him got held a little bit, ended up throwing his helmet. They then went for two on the one yard line because of the penalty instead of kicking the normal field goal. Got that two-point conversion, which made them only down two points and only needed a field goal to win the game, uh, potentially, which they were able to get the ball back and kick a game-winning field goal. So, Brandon, you said you blame Joey Bosa. Uh, nah, Aaron, I know most, you- nah, mostly I blame their offensive line issues because they had a, a couple offensive linemen already out. They had another offensive lineman go down during the game. They couldn't run the ball, so they couldn't let the air out of the ball to let time run out. Austin Eckler... Can only catch so many screens and do it for five yards, man. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, their coach is terrible. I hope Sean Payne takes that job. No, um, no. <laughs> I think he's dude. And I think it's a job he can say, hey, man, I want this one. And then no, he, yeah, he can pick his job now. <laughs> I want to see Sean Payton at Jackson State. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you hit, if you take away the head, the body will fall. You might get your <laughs> chance. You get no little speeches from Greg Williams. He might be that. Do you guys think Brandon Staley should be fired? I think he's a bad coach. I don't think I think he shouldn't have never been hired. And like he was one of those young white guys that got a job without really proving it. And he showed it the way they 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 called the game last year when they didn't make the playoffs. Remember, he called a timeout. A tie would have got him in the playoffs, them and the Raiders. Remember Masaccia? He said we were gonna go for the tie. That's why we were running out the clock. But then once San Diego called a timeout. He was like, dude, well, we might as well go for the win now because they don't want us to go get the tie. So let's get the win. Brandon Staley was too stupid to understand that the Raiders were going for a tie. Yeah, Brandon Staley likes to do yoga on the sidelines before the game. Yeah, he likes to do all the shit that don't help you win football games. He likes to do what Kyrie does on the court before the game. He likes to go out and do some stuff and show that he's in tune with himself and uh, not in tune with the out. game. <laughs> Bad play call. Dude, they went to a prevent. Remember, I was on the phone with you during that game. We are like, I was like, dude, they are in a prevent. Right? When Jacksonville was driving down for their first touchdown, I said, they could get back in this game. San Diego's going to play defense like this, prevent, giving up five yards and seven yards each pass. They're going to lose this game. Yeah, you did say that. That was pretty shocking that that they didn't, their offense didn't figure something out in the second half to, to be more effective. And well, it was just like against the Raiders. Remember, they kept throwing all those outs and said the middle of the field was wide open last year. They kept throwing outs, and it's like the middle of the field was wide open. And it's like, dude, you haven't figured this out on offense? I'll be honest. They got more receiver talent than running back talent than Kansas City have right now. And everybody, the way that everybody was slurping up Justin Herbert, you would think that, okay, man, he was the preseason MVP or pro football focus, everybody else. He was the one or two top quarterback in the league ahead of Mahomes. And he don't put up Mahomes-like numbers to have better wide receivers than Mahomes half. Nobody puts up on Mahomes-type numbers. He is the one they all glaze and suck up. And yeah. he not put up those numbers. And he has better yes. receivers than Mahomes. He has a worse coach. He has a worse coach, too, man. A much worse coach. Well, so another it's... reason why people are calling for his, you know what I'm saying, potential firing is because uh, their Week 18 game, which was a non-factor in their positioning for the playoffs, they decided to play Mike Williams, who ended up injuring himself 
and was unable was unable for the game. For a coach that don't play anybody in preseason, decided to play everybody in a meaningless game, that week 18 game. I think what, what is even more interesting is that, and this is why I think Staley does, I personally, I think Staley should be fired because he's not, I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's kind of stupid. You have a guy who has a history of injuries. You have a guy who was a first round pick and is a really good talent, can be a game changing player on the field for you. And is a player that has physical ability that is, you know, uncoachable. And he has a history of injuries, back injuries, neck injuries. That's one guy that you can say, hey, you know what? Take a seat and rest. We got younger guys, whatever. Like if it's a, if it's a young guy, it's one of your young guys who's, who's, you know, you know, you're trying to keep some kind of game flow. You want to keep some kind con- con- of continuity because it's still, they're still developing, evolving. That's fine. This is a guy who's a veteran now in his fourth or fifth season but has had a history and a myriad of injuries where you got to maximize the games you can get out of him. You can't count on him for a full season of games. So why would you play him in a meaningless game? That's one of the guys that you would definitely be like, no, we don't need him for a meaningless game. But they played him. He got injured. They didn't have him. And their offense, which was clicking the whole first half, mainly because they were also getting short fields, couldn't figure anything out in the second half. And uh, and that's part of it, partly into coaching, even at, at compounding that. So I think he should be fired. Now they fire him, though. They fire they, before they, they fire the Baltimore Greg Roman ass, stupid can, ass. Man. Can the Jaguars fire Urban Meyer again? Because that'd be good. Uh, if they just said uh, they, 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 they fired him again. <laughs> hey, we are firing our coach Urban Meyer just so he knows he cannot come back. I don't hang out with him. I work with him, and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. I don't mess with him, baby. That's not me. In other news, Gio Reyna, the U.S. men's national soccer team, has proven why they will never be good. Gio Reyna, one of the young stars, an 18 or 19-year-old star for the U.S. men's national team who plays at oh. a, he plays, a, he plays overseas as, at a big German club, correct, Aaron? What club? Yeah, Borussia Dortmund. He plays, a, yeah. he starts for Borussia Dortmund. He starts for the number one club in Germany. Number two, uh, number two club. Oh, the second best. What's the number one team? <laughs> Bayern Munich. Oh, Bayern hey, Munich. Yeah, yeah, Aaron, yeah, I think yeah. you should lead in this story. No, anyway. No, he's doing a good job. Just, anyway. He's, 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 no, he's George Bushley right now. He's got somebody hey, 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 behind hey. him. <laughs> Did I misunderestimate? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Gio Reyna was benched during the World Cup. By no reason of his own volition, he just was being immature. However, his parents, showing only the resolve American parents can show, decided to out the U.S. men's national team head coach, Greg Burkholzer, for kicking his wife some 30 years ago. (laughs) In college. (laughs) They sent information and knowledge of his uh, domestic disturbance or abuse, you could call it domestic abuse, um, when he wasn't married to his now wife from 30 years ago to the chairman of U.S. soccer, which did not renew Burkholzer, Burkhalter's uh, contract. And they said that this was in no way (laughs) a vendetta or them getting back at Burkholzer, although they were disappointed in their son's experience at the World Cup. What do you guys think about that? 
uh, it, it was white women privilege all the way because the dad didn't do it. It was it was the mom that did it. Gio Reyna's dad, who's Latin American, didn't do it. It was his, his mom. It was white woman privilege. Soccer mom. What happened to you? He had sex with a white girl. That's what. Oh, was it everything oh, I dreamed of? She was... had pink nipples then. Big ones. Yeah, oh, big ones. Coffee drink. Excuse me. It's crazy how it is. The reason why she knew that is because her best friend in college they play for North Carolina, and her best friend and teammate and roommate is was Buck Halter's wife, then girlfriend who became wife. <laughs> crazy, that's so. some crazy shit, man. They that's some that's some some white women privilege shit, right there. I need to see the January Sixers complaining to the U.S. soccer team about that man losing his job for something that happened thirty years ago. Yeah. It is cancel culture, and if those January Sixers that really want to fight for the red, white, and blue of this country and the flag that represents us, then they would be up at the U.S. soccer headquarters complaining right now. Okay, sure. Anyways, David Sampson, former Miami Marlins VP, chairman, and GM, or president of operations, president of baseball operations, maybe? I don't remember. Uh, had this to say about Gio Reyna's parents and whether or not Gio Reyna should ever play for U.S. soccer again. You mentioned that Gio Reyna should never play for the U.S. soccer team, and I couldn't disagree more. I think Gio Reyna, from all accounts right now, and there'll be more reporting done on this, isn't innocent in all this. His biggest Kids offense... often innocent, but his, they have to pay the price. He should not. He should, he should not. He we should not. We release players because their parents were a pain in the ass. Let me ask you something. Not a great yes. player. If, if, oh, if, if Miguel yes. Cabrera... One of our Haley number one Ramirez, picks, our number one pitcher. Was he good? Uh, yes. He was not a good pro. He was going to be a good pro. Was he a good pro? Did he turn out to be a good pro? I mean, when you're a minor... By the way, we're just mincing words. When you're a minor league player, you're a professional. Okay, but so Gio Reyna is a good yet? professional. Gio Reyna... At the highest level. Gio, Gio Reyna plays for Bruce Dortmund. Gio Reyna is very good for Bruce Dortmund. Gio Reyna is one of the best talents. Yeah, he's 18 years old. Yeah, he's one of the best talents we've ever put out. You're not closing the door on one of the greatest generational talents because his dad and mom wanted to be assholes it's one time. lateral damage. Do you guys think that David Sampson is right and that Gio Reyna should never be on the U.S. men's national team again? Or do you think that his talent overrides that? Can't trust him. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of with that guy. Like, you know what? Collateral damage, man. Your mom, this is what happens sometimes. Your mom open her fucking mouth and there's going to be people that can't trust you. I wouldn't want to mess my teammate. I wouldn't want to mess my teammate because he was 20 years old and his mom is still out here fighting his battles. I wouldn't want to mess my teammate. I want to see him when we get down to crunch time and we down a goal with five minutes left. <laughs> and he's good, but nah, man, nah, man, I can't have you, your mama over here. Mommy. Your mama might get mad because I'm I'm starting over you. And next thing you know, she telling people how I'm cheating on my wife out there in, in fucking Brazil or something, you know? So I can't have that shit. She going to tell some old ass story. She or she could be a uh, story about Jared being with some transsexual or something. Who knows? Or, or she could be like uh, that that female soccer player Diallo in France for PSG who got. <laughs> hey, let's go get some lunch. People. I'm gonna take y'all for people. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they breaking into the car. They they took my phone. They beating us. <laughs> Mainly phone, just you. They beat her. <laughs> they kept beating her legs, but they took my phone though. My phone gone. I'm sad about my phone. They beat her legs, but I'm sad about my phone. What? They didn't take her phone. They were supposed to. What? They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> What a shock! <laughs> what do you uh, What do you guys think? If a teammate's parent came out and outed your head coach, or you know, outed another player for some uh, previous transgressions, whether they were thirty years ago or thirty days ago, 
would you guys feel safe or would you guys feel confident in that teammate? I would not feel comfortable because that was that was her best friend and roommate that she just outed their best friend and roommate's husband and made her husband lose a job. She fucking up their financial situation. I wouldn't want him as my teammate. No, nah, man. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. We cannot make decisions that cost the team and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. What do you think, uh, Pedro? I actually never understood any of this because of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. Yeah. Funny thing, I heard that whole that whole podcast episode, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I was at work. I paid it no attention. I think I was falling asleep while driving. <laughs> Come on. I think I hit another cow. If you if you Google uh, Arizona truck accidents, uh, <laughs> I think it was January 12th. I'm not joking. Like that, that pile up on the I-80 or the I-10? Google I-10. I-10. That was me. Yeah, that was probably me. I fell asleep listening to that podcast. You stupid. Brandon, how about you? You played... You play football. What if like the backup quarterback's mom or the backup left tackle's mom uh, ratted out the one of the other players? How would you feel about that teammate? Nah, man, I think uh, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. I feel like when it's two players, though, like there's just going to be a fight. And you just got to either <laughs> whatever happens, happens with that. Or you talk about a player on the team who whose parents who have beef with the coach. Or whatnot. That's a different situation, but that happens in Little League and T-ball all the fucking time. Like, hey, man, I know this nigga. Like, we went to high school together, and you're not playing my son. Like, you hear that shit all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People, like, being in the same community for a long time and having backstories with the coach or whatever. So it is what it is, man. I think um, I'm not familiar with soccer, so I can't say if he's a good enough player to sort of ignore all that. But like, Oh, he's one of their best players. (laughs) You don't want to bring drama onto the team or keep drama on the team if you don't have to. Especially if you had a, if you have one of those uh, loose cannon parents, um, so you have to tell him like, "Hey, she can't come to any of the games. Don't bring her in the locker room." Just like the girlfriend who'd be trying to sleep with all the all the teammates too. Hey, don't bring her around the same. Now, Darius, what do you think about this situation? How do you feel about this mother stepping in and defending her son? I like the white privilege of it, but um, I, you know, I think you. I'm gonna say this in the nicest way. It sounds like she, she, she. Raising the pussy. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to say it like that. You know, I'm trying to be PC, but it sounds like that's what you're doing. And uh, you know, you, you never want your kid to be raised in a way with so much bitch assness. So I'm gonna let them live on their own, do their own thing. Well, shout out to Gio Reyna's mama. Uh, come on our show. We'd love to hear your side of the story. Figure out what at what point did you decide I'm gonna write up this email with this information and click send. And when you hit send, did you feel good about it or did you feel bad? But, um, she don't not feel bad. She don't feel guilty about that shit. If it wasn't, if she didn't report this, she would be over there reporting. Uh, probably Brandon over there barbecuing at the lake. <laughs> uh, so we all good with Gio Reyna staying on the team or never playing again? Which one? What are y'all saying? Hey man, it, I, I, like, it, I wouldn't play with them. I don't care what they do. They got to make a decision regardless. They ain't got shit to do with me. I just wouldn't play with his ass. Is what I'm saying. 
Well, and I would say if he never played on soccer team on USA Soccer again, would anybody notice? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there. <laughs> like exactly. I agree. <laughs> I watch soccer and I agree with Brandon's assessment right there. Like, like the motherfucking Lionel Messi. When the biggest story of the year about your team is off the field about some bullshit like this. You about a soccer that. mom doing soccer mom shit. I hope she dropped out the documents in 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 it was a in a in a Honda Pilot. Uh, it's, it's a Sienna <laughs> with the automatic doors on the side. She probably opened up. She probably hit the automatic door to open up on the side. Went around the car, pulled the documents <laughs> off the back seat, and then took it. I am delivered. All right, let's get to Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a segment in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do, but I also feel like my jingle is better than that one. I, I can't wait for the remaster to Cutty Corner shout out where we can finally stop listening to that song from that stupid ass. <laughs> right. Hopefully I can influence you to get off your ass and improve that. After, we've been, ass after the last four or five years. Yeah, that, shout that, out to our Patreons. If y'all that's do music, classic. y'all can make our... Even Skip and Shannon got a new. They they every now and every three years they'll get a new a new opening rap. What's something that started with the show Cutty Corners? What's something that started? You didn't have that song to start with Cutty Corner though. Yeah, it's been running about four years now. My Cutty Corner shout out goes to too much, too much of a certain thing. For starters, I like to say like I watched this basketball video by this guy I really respect on YouTube. Makes some great basketball video. Johnny Arnett, Johnny Arnett. That's the name. Really good basketball YouTube. He did one on. The NBA has a scoring dilemma. He loves the new scoring, but he talks about how too much of something can be bad, right? And he's like, the NBA created this scoring thing we have. We have good athletes. He likes the athletes now, but it's just a little too much. Like they're not calling certain things. Like 20 points a day doesn't mean what 20 points meant in the 90s. Like Elijah Wan averaging 22 points. Back then it meant he was one of the highest scores, but now it means nothing. But not just because the players are better, but because of rule changes and other things. But anyway, this is my too much of wokeness is a bad thing. Too much of wokeness can be a bad thing. I like Jared to make sure he hears this. So uh, I watched a show this week. I was looking forward to it. It was called Velma. It's an animated show on HBO written and produced by uh, Mindy Kaling. That's the, uh, that's the Indian girl from the office, the American office. That's the Indian girl from the office, the Indian girl from everything. She has two white, uh, white kid. She won't say who the father is. Uh, to quote one person after watching, one Indian dude after watching Velma, Velma's Indian on the show, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. She's Indian. She's also like kind of pansexual, like she's into women and men, which we used to just call that bisexual. I don't know how pan came out there. Also, uh, Daphne. Daphne is Asian-American, adopted by two lesbians, played by Wanda Sykes and Jane Lynch. Right. Who character happened to be black and white. And she's an Indian with, with somehow orange hair uh, played by Constance Wu. And, oh, and Shaggy's black. 
Now, I, I grew up on Scooby-Doo. I liked it. I didn't care about they race and all this. Uh, but too much wokeness can be too much of a bad thing. I like to quote this one guy uh, named Sid on Twitter, Indian guy, who said, Mindy Kaling is the worst thing that happened to Indians since the British. Um, <laughs> another Indian person saying, Mindy Kaling needs to stop portraying Indian girls as losers. I'm personally extremely cool and sick of it. Uh, another Indian chick said, I'm happy Mindy Kaling's style of writing brown girls that hate themselves wasn't around when I was younger and only became a thing <laughs> when I was an age where I love my heritage and skin color. And it's just like, dude, she's like, you know, her wokeness and all that. She's like the uh, epitome of what can I say? The progressive white left. She's the epitome of it. Person of color, but she she's a person of color only on the outside, the way she acts. Everything, Everything you're saying doesn't make her sound very woke. It makes her, makes her sound self, self-deprecating self well, well, at the best, She's typically woke. self-hating. She's woke because she's willing to like, hey, let me take this show that was a great children's show and not just make it sarcastic, which would have been fine, but let me let me redo it with all these characters of color. The black dude's gonna be black in looks, but sound really white. He's got the dreads, Indian girl is gonna be dark and talk white. The the, the Asian Indian girl's girl is dark gonna talk white. Talk hey, white hey, man, this, this, this Aaron's cutty corner, man. I'm sorry, I watched it but too, and right. I agree with the majority of what he's saying. She's gonna hate herself. She's gonna hate herself, and then the Asian girl's gonna be. <laughs> Adopt it and make fun of that. She has orange hair and Asian, but that's it. But she ain't really acts white and is head of the white girl clique, right? So it's it's it is woke, Jared. The problem is the new woke. See, the problem is you. I think you still have a vision that the woke woke is is this one one vision. No, this is this is what woke is. Don't misrepresent my wokeness because I know what woke is, and that is this not is, woke. This is what woke is, Jared. The wokeness has been taken over. It's not a person of color wokeness anymore. No, no. Token representation I get is a problem. Token representation yes. just to represent it. But, but what this is, the is a token representation of, yeah, by but a person the, of color. And, and I can see through that. And I like the content of this this program is not what I would think is quality or super tight. Like I was like, yes. I, like, I wanted to like it. I agree. I wanted to I like, wanted it, like too. it too. But I was like, we don't need token representation to say, oh, this is a progressive show and then have that's exactly, stupid ass that's what I jokes said, and self-hating ass tropes continue to be maintained through mm -hmm. the character and writing. And that's why wokeness is too much. Too much wokeness is a bad thing, Jared. I don't too think much that's woke, wokeness. I think that's just... It is. This is. This is what wokeness has become, Jared. When you start canceling people for shit that happened 35 years ago that their own wife forgave them for as they were young. They didn't forgive him right in that moment. And the person had to really change who he was and show he changed. So his girlfriend took him back years later and then married him. But nah, that's what wokeness is. Wokeness tells me. You sound like hey, a right. You sound hey, like somebody on the I far right right now. Sound what, like January 6th. No, misrepresenting what wokeness bullshit? is from the get-go. Because 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 wokeness has become taken over and hijacked by women wearing Gucci. You can't uh, Gucci hijack Uggs. something. But that's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. You can't hijacked let, it already. You can't let people who are hijacking the like just the same way they did. It's they been didn't hijacked already. Jim. All right. But I'm saying that's not wokeness. That is that's technically not wokeness anymore. And we know what wokeness is. And this is where I get mad when everyone tries to use that. And, and the right has done a great job of using that as the new uh, term to use when you want to call out some bullshit. Yes. It is bullshit. Velma's it not great. Bullshit. Don't worry. Velma will, Velma will get its wrath of cancel culture soon enough because it's probably going to get canceled after this fucking season. But 
What I will tell you is that that is not wokeness. And what we're wokeness is was about black people awakening and people of color awakening to the social, economic, oppressing, oppressive forces that were, you know, saying. And that's gone now. The wokeness has been hijacked here. It's been hijacked. Then it's not woke. I'm calling Dr. Umar Johnson right now. Stephen A. Smith, I sentence you to 4,000 lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. <laughs> you need the lashes, dear. I'm the one that needs to call No, Dr. you need the lashes for misrepresenting what real wokeness is, Aaron. Michael Wilbon, you fat, bald head, no neck midget, I sentence you to 3,000 lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Give you lashes, Jared. I'm late to call Dr. Ubar. We need but to I, I agree with Dr. everything Ubar. you're saying other than labeling it as as trying to be woke. I'm, I'm labeling it as a new wokeness. Maybe not the old original wokeness. Because I agree with you. The old token original wokeness. wokeness. Let's call it token wokeness. How about that? that? But token wokeness. Token wokeness has taken over. This is a this is my cutting corner shot goes out to token wokeness and, and some of it that even Jared agrees with the token wokeness too. Because yeah. he be out there, Jared got his pussy hat too. Snow Bunny, Shannon Sharp, you're the biggest and strongest of everybody on the list, so I'm going to have to sentence you for 10,000 lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man and saying that no black woman can make you happy. 10,000 lashes for Snow Bunny, Shannon Sharp. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? Yeah, it's uh, my Cutty Corner shout-out. goes to the pregame shows with these dry-ass athletes. <laughs> Stop, man. Just stop interviewing these dudes, man. I heard Trevor Lawrence. He did an interview with Trevor Lawrence. That nigga got one octave. <laughs> Television. He don't have no personality at all. I'm like, dude, are you reading off the teleprompter? They're asking you a question. Oh, I actually feed off the controversy. <laughs> That's what gives me fuel. You don't ever want to be too high or too low. Stop the interviews. Stop it. We need to do something else. You guys can't be in, like, especially uh, NBC. Also, another Cutting Corner shout out goes out to Tony. <laughs> that shit was dry Saturday night. Tony, you, no, you, you talking about Tony Dungy? This kid's color commentating almost put me to sleep. Dude, like, I, almost, I almost did a, I almost I love Tony Dungy. I almost did a white woman and I almost called in, I almost did a Gino Reno mama. And I almost called in with some tweets I found that he said against homosexuals to try to get him kicked off that show. I remember those tweets. Oh my, can we kick him off at halftime? I found some tweets about him talking bad about homosexuals. Can I get him kicked off? That's exactly what we need. I agree with Pedro. He it it was was like lullaby. Best game of the night and worst commentating of the night. Uh, Man, he almost put me this like, oh, I gotta remember this is a one point game. Oh. Yeah, even even Al Michaels was very lackluster in calling. Yeah, the game. I see, you know what? He was, yeah, he was kind of like out of it. Like he wasn't making his like. He's like, I don't know if that's a. Oh, well, maybe it is inbounds. That's how you could tell that they stretched themselves too thin with the number of games this weekend. They got <laughs> two old niggas, and they couldn't get a young dude to, to interject right. some kind of energy. They like, man, we passed our bedtime. Bro. <laughs> no, I like Al Michaels. Al Michaels got beat up by Thursday Night Football. He yeah. said it was just bad. He doesn't think there should be games on Thursday night and that he switched to the Amazon Thursday night. Right. He's like, I'm sticking with it. I'm getting paid. 
but you can tell he doesn't like it because the games are bad. He doesn't think they should be games on Thursday night. Teams aren't ready and aren't healthy enough. And he can only watch so many hits before his body starts breaking down. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Oh, yeah, man. I got I got three really quick ones. Number one, uh, I saw a an out route. No, it was actually like a flare route in the Buffalo Bills Miami game today. And I saw this running back get lit up on the field. I thought he was hurt. And I'm thinking, is this dude dead? And you know what? Football players win football. And they start dancing. Why you see me like? I was like, dude, somebody on your team almost died two weeks ago from a hit, and you out here dancing because you almost broke somebody's neck. CTR, CTR. <laughs> so, number one, my first cutting quarter shout out goes out to football for being football, just general. <laughs> they don't remember him when just almost died. <laughs> dude, he's up there. It's like it was so weird to me. I was like, dude, somebody on your team. Uh, second one goes out to. Uh, Black men in barbershops hitting on women who show up there with a with their teenage sons. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, if you go holler, it's fine, whatever. But like, you have a fairly captive audience when her son's trying to get her his haircut and don't want to miss a spot in line. So, like, be respectful. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that to anybody listening. If you're in a barbershop, you see some little, some woman there sitting there with her son, looking at her phone. Look, she's looking at her phone while she's there with her kids. Like, you know. Just, just go easy. Like you don't have to go full throttle. You don't have to go like, hey, you know, you gonna talk to me today? Like, no, this is not your chance. This is not, your, this is not the opportunity that you need to take. Uh, don't smile right now, man. It was, it was wild because, like, you know, if you're in a barber shop, like, if a woman shows up, uh, especially if there's not like a hair salon or something like that, all the attention goes to her. Like, it's, it's nuts. It's like, <laughs> it's, I it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Sounds like somebody uh, fucked up Brandon's hairline this weekend. Exactly. I mean, they so like, stopped paying attention. Brandon's lineup was compromised because some mother came into the barbershop. That's exactly. It got it got uncomfortable because like because somebody would be there trying to talk to her. They get their haircut, leave. Somebody else would come in. Barbers trying to give the kids, you know, life advice. And I was like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> The barber trying to act person. like step daddy ahead of time. Like, this will help me out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this probably should have been on uh, Mr. Verdar's neighborhood. But at some point, she's got tired of it, right? She's like, man, I don't even date dudes my uh, my own age. See here, I got my teenage son here. I ain't with no games. All these black dudes, all these young dudes be playing games with me. Mm. You know, that's why I got me a sugar daddy. Mm. And so... I wish she was just been quiet because I could I could not stop laughing <laughs> when she talked about this kind of stuff he bought her. I'm not gonna keep this too long because I'm gonna go to bed. But apparently on Christmas he got her a velour jumpsuit. And I was like, that is some I need, old I need, shit hey Joe, you need to go to North Carolina and get you a woman. It don't take a lot of money, man. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take I said, a lot Brandon, of money. Uh, Brandon, we're coming, we're coming to visit you next year. I'm coming uh, first I'm going to Sloss and Swamp Meet with the empty suitcase, then I'm loading up, then I'm coming to visit you, Brandon. Adarius, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Uh yeah, I got a long one. So I don't know. Niggas might have to be prepared because a lot of cutting corner shoutouts are all going on at once. But uh, listen, y'all, I'm gonna tell a quick story, and then it's, it's gonna end with my cutting corner shoutout. It all makes sense in the end. 
I was down in LA smoking outside of a building in a, res- in a business park. And I'm sitting there smoking my weed, doing my thing. And the business park, nobody was there. You know, it was all closed down. All the buildings was closed except for the ones across the street that was occupied by uh, uh, basically Xfinity. But all the cable trucks were in there parked for the night. And I'm, you know, smoking on the other side of the building. Uh, I'm on the steps of this building. And uh, all of a sudden, the door pops open. And a black dude who looked like he could be Aaron's daddy uh, comes out and he has no shirt on. And he says, hey, man, hey, and I have my headphones on all the time. And he said, hey, man, you don't want to be here. I'm looking at him like, what? I'm like, hold on. Like, who are you talking to? Oh, homeless dude. I was ready to fight him. And then he comes out. He like opens the door fully. When he opens the door fully, he comes out quick, like he wants to fight me. And I'm like, oh damn, oh shit, it's about to go down. I step up. He stepped up. This time he was a little bit more friendly, but then he was also trying to give me some game. Like, hey man, this ain't where you want to be, man. And I looked into his eyes. He looked real serious. Maybe not like he was gonna hurt me, but I was going to be hurt in several minutes if I did not leave immediately. I said, okay, I hear you. Uh, you ain't got to tell me but no, no more times. I get it now because uh, there's the seriousness in this face. He then says, all right, man, happy holidays. And he opens the door. And as he pops open the door, you see about 10, between 7 to 10, uh, half-naked, well-looking young ladies. And they didn't look like they were being kidnapped. I don't know if this was uh, some type of sex trafficking situation. So I called my uh, resident L.A. Uh, advisor, Mr. Grayson. I said, Mr. Grayson, this is what I just experienced. Do you know what's possibly going on? He said, you know, actually, I'm from that area, and my sister has been investigating something quite similar. Uh, and these people are taking over these little businesses, and they are turning them into OnlyFans hubs, where they got little OnlyFans rooms, and they're doing webcam stuff legally. I don't know if it's illegal or legally, but it seems like there's some stuff going on if you're doing it in places that's not zoned for it. Your niggas ain't got no permits. And the, and if the nigga who run it ain't got no shirt on, I personally think something's going on. I, that's me personal. So my cutting quarter shout out, I go to LAPD, man. How the fuck are you going to kill a motherfucking teacher, but you can't stop these motherfucking sex rings and these little OnlyFans hubs popping up all over the city? I mean, we need our teachers in society. Society. We need our motherfucking black men who are doing positive shit in society. Y'all too busy killing them. If y'all don't want to get investigate all these little P hub little pop up stores. Y'all piece of shit, LAPD. Y'all some pieces of shit. So my, my cutting corner shout out goes to them, uh, LAPD. Again, my name is Rayon Lee. I'm fine, bitch. My cutting corner shout out goes out to well, number one. Dr. Martin Luther the King. Love him. Love me some him. And uh, apparently, Boston wanted to commemorate Dr. Martin Luther the King and all his work by creating a bronze sculpture that showed the loving embrace of what he brought to our country. Unfortunately, the image looks like someone trying to not try not to succumb to the weight of King Kong's dick landing on them. <laughs> Depending on the angle you look at it, it looks like 
two characters from a Tim Burton claymation movie or somebody trying not to succumb to the weight of King Kong's dick falling on them. Once again, let's just say thank you, Boston, for fucking up another Black Holiday. And we remember they they, they saluted Red Auerbach for, for coaching uh, the first Negro to play in the NBA or win titles with a Negro. Black History Month salute. To yeah, they gave him a Black History Month award during Black History Month. They honored him. Um, and then they came out with this beautiful sculpture, which does from certain angles also look kind of like a heart, but it also looks like someone trying not to succumb to the weight of King Kong's dick falling on them. It also looked like hands growing out of an ass. Like uh, something you can do to Brittany Griner. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I'm looking for. Why is yeah, there I'm no hands? It's I'm Boston. Confused. I understand. Y'all didn't win the, the NBA Finals last year, so the extra revenue that would have come in to fund, you know, being able to afford to put a head or a face on these shoulders or on the the, the stump of this King Kong's dick would have maybe you couldn't afford it. But I need y'all do better, please. This is egregious. Is that a dick? This is what Adarius could have been a part of had he said, hey man, I'm here to pay for the action. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that another dick? <laughs> so many dicks. My other cutty corner shout out goes out to something I've never seen before or heard of. Um, it goes out to a black girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> My other cutty corner shout out goes out to people picking on people with disabilities. I witnessed some heinous picking on uh, somebody with a disability this week. And um, that was when some gamers got a Darius banned off Call of Duty. Um, Adarius is not good at Call of Duty Warzone. We're just gonna just be real with it. Adarius, <laughs> I played with Adarius and Pedro last night for like four hours, and I it was really hard. We got close though. We 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 made some progress, but for somebody to report Adarius and get him banned off Warzone for 12, 24 hours, I don't know how long it was, Adarius, because he is so bad, not because he said anything. Not because he was offensive, not because he told him to eat a dick or said abusive things like he says to me all the time. No, he didn't say anything. He was muted. He was just trying to play the game in a good old wholesome manner. And then watching him and seeing him move and play with them um, really upset them because they knew he didn't have the skills they had. And because of that deficit, they picked on him, they bullied him, they reported him and got him banned for 12 hours from Call of Duty because he was that bad. And and that's just, un, that's unfortunate. At this day and age, I would think that we were past making fun of people with disabilities, whether it's in the gaming world or in the real world, okay? And Adarius, I, I'm gonna stand in solidarity with you. I'm not gonna be a fake woke person like Velma. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, actually I'm not weak like you, so I can't stand in solidarity in that way, <laughs> but I will stand and be an ally and I will say that was wrong of them. And whoever did that, we should find out who that was, Adarius. And I will report them for you to show that I'm an ally for your inability to be good at Call of Duty. 
You know you look like the Brazilian radio, right? <laughs> well, that is our show, my friends. <laughs> I have the nerve to call me disabled. All right, I'll take it. I'll... I've never heard of somebody getting banned because they teammates reported them for being weak. <laughs> if I had known that's all I had to do, y'all ass would have been banned hell of times. <laughs> this is friendship, y'all. This is, this is, this is what a good friend is. That's all we had to do. <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I got bad. I'm not that bad. This is your friendship with Jerry right here. <laughs> this is, this is. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's is Jerry still standing in the back just yelling instructions to everybody? I mean, Jerry, I, I must be honestly that bad if Jerry compared me to someone who has brain elements, like really can't function cognitively. Hey, that's where you coming at me from? <laughs> what, what confirmed it was uh, yesterday when Darius was playing with Paul and Patty and he was listening to the beautiful white man's instructions and he, they were working. They did all right. But then um, I'm going to just say that I think Paul and Patty were hoping Adarius had gone off keys because they, they were like, Jerry, you still there? All right. I think Adarius not playing no more. Let's kick him real quick. <laughs> And then Darcy came back from me be like, man, I was playing the whole time. I was like, yeah, he was playing. He does lay there in the bushes and not do anything. He kind of, he does like the Mia Khalifa thing sometimes. So you guys, that's oh, him playing. Man. Come on, man. Come on. He just out here. He old one, man. This my crew, Jared, is different. No, I said I was playing. <laughs> I died and I was watching y'all the whole time. Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this mushroom, Jared, is different than that. I'm sorry. It was just hilarious. But, anyways, all right, Darius, no, you made progress. Um, so I'll give you some credit. I seen you do some, put in some work in the gulag. I give you credit for that. I seen Darius get a, a couple people in the gulag to win the gulag. So everybody knows I'm as good in Call of Duty as you are a boyfriend. Well, yeah, that's probably kind of true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my skill is the same as your boyfriend's skill, non-existent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, if I'm if I'm Call of Duty retarded, you emotionally retarded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. You was farting in bathtubs, laughing your ass off. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. But Simple Jack thought he was smart, or rather, didn't think he was retarded, so he can't afford to play retarded. Being a smart actor, playing a guy. Who ain't smart but thinks he is. That's tricky. Hmm. Tricky. It's like working with Mercury. It's high science, man. It's art form. You basically call it Jared J.J. Icefish. <laughs> <laughs>